Make art today to change tomorrow. This is the quote that inspired this merch line exclusive to the lemonade stand. I myself said it in episode 91 of Making Lemonade. This one quote not only sparked an entire merch range, but it sparked a credo, a mission statement, a movement inside me that I couldn't help but share. Thus, Art Change was born. Art Change is a series of products designed to spread the power of art and the change that it can make. Art Change is for the weirdos, the creatives, the innovators, the visionaries, the inventors, the entrepreneurs, the inspired, and the motivated. Wear these garments to spread awareness of the importance, the power, and the significance of art. Help us remind the world that art is still worth fighting for. Make art today to change tomorrow. Get yours today at thelemonadestand.shop or go to jordanmorpethart.com and click the shop button at the top of the page. This merch line includes unisex torso covers, posters, booty sacks, pocket phone caddies, crayon cases, portable computer sacks, jar lids, knitted jar lids, sacks, sack IDs, hooded short cloaks, shirt buttons, and energy cylinders, both portable and ceramic. The line is excessively affordable and shipping is free with orders over $50 to Australia, New Zealand, the United States and the United Kingdom. So head over to the lemonadestand.shop or go to jordanmorpethart.com and click the shop button at the top of the page to get yours today. Make art today to change tomorrow. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you a fan of making lemonade? Qui-Gon's happy hour or just my work in general? Well, due to the current world crisis, health crisis, we are, we here at the Lemonade Podcast Network have hit a wall as far as our sponsors and regular revenue streams go, and we thought it's time to push our Patreon. If you go to patron, patreon.com forward slash the Lemonade Network and become a patron, you will get access to not only a patron-exclusive podcast feed with all our Star Wars after shows, movie commentaries, and the whole first season of my podcast, Baking Oranges, where I talk with my friend and yours, Steve, about pop culture and the world around us, but you will also get 15% off all products in my online store, um, year-round and access to a patron-only Discord community where you can talk about the latest episodes, pop culture, and much more with our Lemonade Network community. Now, for those of you out there who are also in financial hardship right now, this is not for you. I want you all to know that we we will still have free podcasting content year-round. Every single week, we're going to have new episodes of Making Lemonade and Qui-Gon's Happy Hour every other week as well, so don't fret. However, if you are not in financial hardship and you could spare some <laughs> some cash um, and would like to help out and are, are a fan of everything we do here at the Lemonade Network, please head over to patreon.com forward slash the Lemonade Network and become a Patreon a patron today. Stay weird. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. This week, 
The episode is very aptly titled, Break the Rules by Doing the Uncommon Within the Rules. That's right. We are going to talk about how we as creatives can break the rules within the rules. <laughs> See, it sounds counterintuitive, but believe you me, it is not. Let's get into the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. See you on the other side. Welcome to the vlog portion of this week's episode. We're at episode 106, I believe. What's been going on over here? Well, there's a lot of secrets happening over here for some very special stuff. Now, I spoke about it last week. We are, I am currently working on a pitch for a Kickstarter uh, to get some crowdfunding going for my brand, The Lemonade Stand. I am currently feeling uh, a little bit funny today. I don't know why. Something's latched to my brain and I can't figure out what it is or let it go. But in the meantime, what I've been working on is a pitch, um, figuring out exactly what the brand looks like. Um, it's a lot of hard work, but it will be worth it in the long run. It's some work figuring out exactly what the brand will look like, exactly what the Kickstarter will look like. Um, exactly what it is we're trying to achieve with this brand and exactly where I want to be um, in the next, you know, three to four months, five months, six months, uh, whatever it may be. So that's what I'm working on right now. Um, other things I've been working on are a couple of commissions. Um, you may have seen, seen my Homelander meets Donald Trump uh, piece I did this week that was one that was um, so to speak very close to my heart that was one that I wanted to get out there I have a couple more that I want to get out there but right now the lemonade stand is the most important thing to me um, it's a place you, you, I mean when you're in a place like this year you need to you need to get uh, used to prioritizing jobs that um, will, well, jobs that will pay you. So that's what I'm doing with my business. Is it's a it's a revenue stream. It's a place that will that we will get paid. I will get paid. Man, I feel really off today, and I cannot figure out why. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's you know, you have to prioritize those things. And that's where we're at. Um, other things. I have watched a couple of films this week. Uh, I watched Enola Holmes. Top notch. Go and do yourself a favor on Netflix. Watch Enola Holmes. Um, it may look like a tween version of Sherlock Holmes, but it really isn't. It's actually a very strong film. Uh, very strong story. And it's just nice to be back in that uh, Victorian era uh, kind of Sherlock Holmesian mystery state we haven't been there since well I haven't at least been there since uh, Robert Downey Jr's Sherlock Holmes uh, Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes so that was really nice and um, 
Henry Cavill kicks some ass in the Sherlock Holmes uh, spot position. Um, I really appreciated his performance. So yeah, that was that was uh, that was a good film. I suggest it. Other than that, though, there's not really much else I want to really talk about here. I want to actually really uh, sink our teeth into this week's episode and um, breaking the rules and so on. So let's get into that right now. I'll see you on the other side. So, let's talk about breaking rules. If you think of the arts industry as a tree, and we're all carving our names in it, some of us seem to have larger names on bigger real estate of that tree. However, this is not in fact the case. It's more that we have more eyes on our little portions of the tree, AKA our niche or niche, depending on where you are in the world. If you want to have success and find your calling in the arts, you are first going to need to learn the rules and then you're going to have to need to learn to break them. So let's get in to the number one step on how to break the rules by doing the uncommon within the rules. Okay. Step number one. What are the rules? What are the fundamentals of your craft? What do you have to learn to understand your craft better? Perhaps you're... I I know personally in the illustration industry, in the uh, drawing industry, so to speak, the painting industry, you need to understand if you want to be... You want to draw people, you need to understand anatomy. If you want to draw animals, you need to understand the anatomy of those animals. If you want to draw and color things you need to understand how light causes shadows and how it affects and how it interacts with the face or the body or certain objects lamps and lights and trees and so on actors need to learn acting <laughs> skills and tools to bring up emotions that they didn't know they were capable of bringing up, bring up emotions to show the audience and how to fall into a character and become a character, so to speak. So that's step number one. You also need to know how do you best achieve your craft? What's what's the way one can achieve the goal. What is the goal and then how do you achieve it? For art, it's often there's an idea of a painting in mind. You need that skill set to achieve that particular painting, to achieve that particular drawing or sculpture. Whatever your medium may be, you need to know how to use that medium to best 
achieve your final goal. Can't just pick up a pen and, and hope that it'll draw itself. And the other thing you should learn within the rules of your craft are what is its history? What have people done in history to change it? Where did it begin? Where did we as people start first using that craft, honing that craft? What did it look like? Did those people have any skills? Did those people do anything innovative? Most industries, the answer is yes. For instance, I personally am heading into the pop art scene. So I'm studying a lot of pop artists, looking at what they did to innovate, looking at what makes pop art look like pop art. What exactly does that mean? What what in this instance, in most instances, what is pop art? What, What does society, what does the art industry, what do fine artists, what do pop artists consider pop art? I hope you're catching my drift. But that's step number one. Or really question number one. It's a series of four questions you have to ask yourself and take the time to answer. I really hope you do because these questions I've very carefully curated and if you do take the time, you will be able to not only help yourself, but you'll be able to start creating things that you are really, truly passionate about because you'll understand how to break the rules and you'll be able to find more efficient ways and not just more efficient ways, more innovative ways to do what it is you want to do. So let's get into question two. Because question two, once you've answered these questions, question two is where the fun begins. Okay. Question number two. It's a curious question. But a question nonetheless. What is uncommon within the rules? What is uncommon within the rules? What is it that you can find? What is it that you're allowed to do, but people often don't do as they find it wrong? Not be necessarily ethically wrong, but because people find something wrong with it, it becomes a problem. There was a man named Dick Fosbury. He was in the Olympics. He was a high jumper. And one night he decided to try, sorry, one day, he decided to try a new technique. And it was a technique where he would run up to the bar And as he, as he got to the bar, he would flick his head over first. Flick his head 
back over onto the mat, allow his waist to flick back and his legs to flick up over like a fin, like a, like a fish tail. That technique was later called the Fosbury flop. And Dick found that he could double, if not triple, not only the world record, but his personal best. A lot of people watching that day were not very sure about it because up until then, high jumpers were just leaping over legs first. But now... 90, if not 100% of high jumpers do the Fosbury flop. He innovated and changed the sport of high jump by learning the rules and looking at what is uncommon but also effective. So what is it that you are allowed to do but people often don't do it as they find it wrong? Where are the cracks in the rules? Where are the breaks? Where are the holes? Where are the gaps? Look at those rules. Look in between the lines. Looking in between the lines is essentially what we're trying to do right now. Do you ever remember when we were kids, we used to put up three fingers. The index, the middle and the ring finger. And we'd tell each, other, tell each other, read between the lines. And for a while as a kid, you don't quite understand what that means. Until one day, it clicks. And there it is right there. A lot of us as kids, we, we were looking for answers. Within the rules. We were looking at ways to do things because we were imaginative and we didn't have the stress or the time constraints on us. Make time. If you want to be efficient, make time. Look for something within the rules that will help you break those rules. Where are the cracks in the rules? Can you achieve success within these rules? Do you think you can achieve success if it is efficient? If this way of breaking the rules, if this new uncommon way of doing things within the rules of your craft is efficient and allows you to be more efficient, then why wouldn't you try? Why would you not give extreme success and efficiency a go? Can you achieve success within the rules? Use these terms, use these rules, use these questions, ladies and gentlemen, Answer them in a notebook. Answer them wherever you will on your phone. And break the rules by doing the uncommon within the rules. What is uncommon within the rules? Okay. Question number three. What is your niche? You need to answer the first two questions to understand this question though. 
Because if you don't know where the gaps in the rules in rules are or what the rules are, how could you possibly take the two? You need to learn to take the two together and create your niche. There's a lot of other things that go into creating a niche as well as including layering things you love, um, putting together passions, finding gaps in markets and so on. But this is a very core part to finding out what your niche is. So what is your niche? What two things do you love? That's where we start. What two things do you love? Is it art and wrestling? Art and Star Wars? Sculpture and Star Wars? Toys and Harry Potter? What are the two things that you love that you can put together to create your niche? Is it cricket and toys? Make cricket toys. Whether the game or the insect. Put two things together to find your niche. That's the best place to start. Now, what's a third thing that you love? Give me a third thing that you love. Can you layer that? So, personally, I love drawing, illustration, Star Wars. So, naturally, I draw Star Wars and wrestling. There you go. There's my niche. Star Wars themed wrestling drawings. (laughs) But... The trick here is that is a great niche and that is an interesting thing to do, but I need to come up with a project and an idea to fit into that niche. Sometimes even just your projects are part of that niche. A lot of people are Star Wars fans, they're comic book fans and they're drawing fans. So they write a Star Wars book, Star Wars comic book, or they aim to become a Star Wars comic book illustrator. There's a lot of stuff like that you can do. And finally, the third question within this part, this segment, question number three is maybe even a fourth thing that you love. Add a fourth thing. Niche, your niche. The point here, ladies and gentlemen, is niche, your niche, your niche. The more niche you can get and that word starting to lose meaning to me because I've said it so many times in the last five minutes. But niche, your niche, your niche, your niche. A niche, 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 a niche. Layer your niches, ladies and gentlemen, and you will be able to break the rules within the rules to overcome your creative block. What's your niche? All right, and finally, the fourth question: Who is your audience? Now, you have your rules, you've figured out the gaps in your rules, you've figured out your niche, now you need an audience to share your niche, your work, your creative endeavors, your creative projects with. So, who is your audience? What does your ideal customer 
look like? Now, for those of you who have delved anywhere into the marketing realm, you will have heard this term before, the ideal customer. What does your ideal customer look like? What do they wear? What are they? There's a lot of templates online. You can go and find a bunch of templates online for your ideal customer. Um, you can go and just look up ideal customer and you'll get websites and blogs and so on. This is what this is what I did. This is where I go and you get a bunch of different places that will give you a template. It's basically a character design template. You can look up character design templates as well and they'll have questions like eye color, nationality, um, where are they from? What did they go through? What are they suffering from? What do they love? What do they hate? That kind of stuff. But with your audience, you need to basically create a character. Who is your ideal audience? How old are they? Where do they come from? What do they love? What do they care about? It's basically character design. So for those of you who have ever delved into any character design like that, that is what you're going to do with your audience, your ideal audience member here. Who is your ideal audience? What does your ideal customer look like? What do they smell like? What do they taste? What do they do in the morning? What are their habits? What are their good habits, their bad habits? What do they do on their weekends? What do they enjoy in their free time? Where, once you discover this, you then need to figure out where can you find them? Where are they frequenting? For instance, if your art's about alcohol, where are you going to go? Definitely not a toy store. (laughs) You're definitely not going to find people who like toys, that's for sure. You're going to find people who like to frequent bars, who enjoy alcohol, who enjoy spirits and scotch and so on. If your work's about Star Wars, you're definitely not going to market to Star Trek fans, are you? If your work is comedy, you're not going to take your comedy, your stand-up to a comic book convention. It's just not your market. You're going to go to a comedy store, a comedy club. You're not going to take your comedy to a jazz club. What's the point in that? Where can you find them? That's the next question you have to answer when you're trying to figure out who your ideal audience is. And finally, what kind of emotions will they fear, feel Sorry, when they see your work? Now, there's this thing in the artist community where expression is exclusive to the individual. Yes, that is correct. Art is relative, ladies and gentlemen. However, the best art creates emotion within the audience. I'll repeat that again in case you were just listening to me in the background. The best art creates emotions within their audience. Why do you think Endgame was so powerful? So popular. Why do you think it made so much money? Because it created not only emotions, but years worth of emotions came up for all of the audience members because we've lived with this for years. And those audience members were raving fans and they handed that 
They wanted to hand that experience on and share that experience with their friends and family. Why do you think a painting by a pop artist like Butcher Billy or Andy Warhol or Banksy or Shepard Fairey with meaning, with social significance. Butcher Billy did a painting of, or a digital piece, a drawing, a painting, a piece during the Black Lives Matter movement at the beginning of the year or during the riots really, or sorry, not the riots, the protests of Uncle Sam, I believe it was, or Donald Trump, one of the two. French kissing, vulgarly French kissing, a Ku Klux Klan member. Even me saying that right now, I can hear you going, ooh, because you get it. That's some emotion. That's real. That's reality that's social commentary and it's extreme it's what we're thinking but not saying out loud it's powerful emotions ladies and gentlemen make art and give art its power so ask yourself What kind of emotions will your audience feel when they see your work? Because you are capable of putting that in there. It's not coincidence. It's intentional. And that's that. Are you ready to break some rules? You can go back and listen to all of this, ladies and gentlemen, anytime you want. Write it down. I might even make... You know what? Yes. You'll be able to find a link on my website. Go to jordanmorepathart.com. I'm going to put it on the homepage to a template you can use with all these questions there. I'm just going to put them into a document, make it look pretty, and they'll be all on there. All these questions will be there. I promise you, if you answer all of these questions, you will be able to figure out how to break the rules and overcome your creative block overcome you trying to figure out what niche you're in and, and where to head next and become more efficient and proficient as artists all right ladies and gentlemen you know where to find me at jordan Morpathart on instagram in case you didn't already know jordan can draw on tiktok jordan Morpath on twitter You can find all of my work, 
jordanmorpethart.com. Everything I'm working on, everything to do with making lemonade, Qui-Gon's Happy Hour, and the Lemonade Podcast Network. We're discussing some potential new shows, but it's a bit early to say anything about that right now. But ladies and gentlemen, as always, I want to thank you. If you made it this far, I want to thank you for the privilege for the privilege of your time, for the privilege to serve you. I want to thank you for your support and your appreciation of everything that I do and everything we do here at the Lemonade Stand and the Lemonade Podcast Network. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you can level up and break through in your creative endeavors. I give all of you the love. I love all of you in case you haven't heard that today. And as always, this has been Making Lemonade. I have been your host, Jordan. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, stay weird. Scars be golden My name's forever known